welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the surprising nature of our podcast. Welcome to the 10th ever episode of Any Ideas, the podcast about coming up with a podcast, and the first ever episode of the Experimental Podcast Concept of Tomorrow, or EPCOT, uh, the podcast that is endearingly outdated. Uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman, alongside my co-host, Jordan Kreitzman. I gotta tell you, Jordan... A lot of bittersweetness going on with this week's pilot. I I love the topic, but it involved a lot more prep work than I am used to doing. I'll say that. Yeah, you delayed on me uh, at least twice, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this took me like multiple hours of prep. Um, wow, that's too much, Mitch. <laughs> well, <laughs> but <laughs> w- just wait until you find out it wasn't worth it. But <laughs> but to be fair, uh, love the title, uh, love the intro, um, which as you know is pretty rare for me to love something you do at the beginning. <laughs> so it was it was a reference. Uh, I'm to, feeling good vibes here. It was a reference to living with the land, which of course, if we continue with this podcast concept, that's going to be is that episode two. <laughs> uh, maybe not that early, but it's going to be a big one for us for sure. Well, we're doing things in order of importance, right? As far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, I mean, look, here's, here's the rundown. We love Epcot. We want to talk about Epcot. That's about it. Epcot, Epcot, Mitch, I think Epcot loves us. We've been there a lot of times. We've given um, our them parents have put thousands in a lot of, of money. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I would think they would love us. Um, yeah. I mean, look, the podcast concept here is simple. Um, we pick a different element of the park every week. That could be an attraction. That could be a restaurant. Um, that could be some sort of landmark, uh, could be even a specific menu item really just depends on how specific we want to get with this. Um, and we're going to have to get real specific. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to talk about the history of it. We're going to talk about our experiences Then we're going to talk about what the future holds for it, because uh, what's Epcot all about if not looking forward, right? Um, Not to mention, I liken I liken Epcot to um, a bowl of Dippin' Dots. It's just claiming it's been the future for so long that it's now the past. That's that could not be a more accurate analogy. I got to say, at what point can you no longer call yourself the ice cream of the future? (laughs) <laughs> well look Jordan you know there's a lot of stuff going on on the horizon here for uh for Epcot uh and and one of the uh big changes that's going to be made is what we're talking about today uh our our pilot topic for the experimental podcast concept of tomorrow or Epcot uh is Spaceship Earth uh the attraction inside the giant landmark globe of Epcot uh, and, you know, we'll talk about the globe itself a little bit, too, but it's primarily about the attraction. Um, I mean, look, it's the icon. It's when you oh, yeah. think about Epcot, that's it right there. It's the globe. It's the first thing you see, really, other than that uh, weird thing that looks like a memorial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard those are out the door, though. That, oh, are they? If, they're if they're getting can, rid of them. If we continue this po- this podcast, we'll eventually discuss those. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> no, that, that, but wait, and, you said there's going to be big changes to Spaceship Earth? Yeah, I mean, well, I I want to save the future of the ride for the end um, because I think okay. I think we need to discuss what's brought it up until this point before we sort of see where they're going with it and see how we feel about it. 
Yeah, um, we need to discuss the history first, which uh, is is very um, uh, very timely with Spaceship Earth in general because it's a history ride, Mitch. It is, and you know the specific type of history they focus on. Um, after doing some research on the ride, it makes quite a bit of sense uh, in terms of the type of history that they focus on. Um, well, so first of all, uh, my first fun fact about pre-ride opening here, it was designed with the help of Ray Bradbury. Oh, really? Yeah, I author of, author of Fahrenheit cool. 451. Uh, he yeah. also helped write the storyline. <laughs> which i found i found that fascinating wait isn't the storyline history <laughs> well i mean like i said though <laughs> what's going on it's it's selective <laughs> history they're not covering everything um well yeah which which kind of which kind of <laughs> goes into what i'm about to say here um the original sponsor uh was bell as in uh bell south the communications company um, oh, okay. And then after that, it got sponsored by AT and T. Yeah. And then it was sponsored by Siemens, as we all know. I mean, <laughs> it's been it's been a running joke for who knows how long now, right? <laughs> Can't even say it without cracking a smile. And as of 2017, no sponsor for this ride at this point. Um, oh, really? Now the the original sponsor of the ride is what makes it interesting to me because really, if you look at it, it's primarily just a history of how people communicate. Yeah. Communication, right? Yeah. That's a good point. So the fact that it's sponsored by a communications company at its opening really makes a lot of sense for the kind of stuff they chose to focus on. Now, right. uh, It opened in October of 1982. Uh, It was an opening day attraction for Epcot. Uh, It was originally narrated by Vic Perrin, a voice actor, but has since been narrated by Walter Cronkite, Jeremy Irons, and Dame Judy Dench, who narrates it today. Oh yeah, it's, I did not know that was it her is voice. Judy Dench narrating <laughs> totally Spaceship Earth. Now that I think about it. <laughs> now I want to I want to get in some fun facts here about the globe itself because it really is get into it. It's a marvel to look at. It's incredible. Oh, it's a beauty, Mitch. I, I liken it to the Statue of Liberty. It is approximately 15 and a half million pounds with a diameter. Including, wait, is, does that include everything inside or just I, the outer structure? I itself? think it includes everything. Okay. Okay. 165 feet in diameter, 180 wow. feet tall, and the outside has 11,324 tiles. Nice. Isn't that crazy? Just those num- th- just saying tiles, those yeah. numbers out loud is like it really puts into perspective Gargantuan, what you're looking at there. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's, I mean, you walk up to that thing, it's it's huge. I it's, it's you really can't describe it until you're there. I mean, it's like for a theme park, like I mean, that's like really impressive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um it is an omnimover dark ride. Uh it's constantly moving for the sake of crowd control. Um, you know, right there at the beginning of the park, try to eat up as many people as you can before you go into the rest of the park. Uh, right. Same, uh, same ride structure as the People Mover, which uh, has colloquially become known as the People Eater, uh, because it's just <laughs> constantly moving. You pretty much never have a long line. Um, and Jordan, a, a little piece of history I want to discuss here that I really hadn't thought about until I was looking at this, uh, researching it. Do you remember when? They used to have 
the wizard Mickey arm next to the globe? The Yes, yeah, that was like a 2000 celebration or something. Like they put a little It was at like a hat and a hand on yeah, it. Yeah, so the um in his like Fantasia uh wizard yeah. suit. It's like Mickey's arm holding up a wand and it says like Epcot yes. and it's yeah. like kind of surrounding okay, yeah. the globe. That was added in 2000, you're correct. Uh and remo- okay. and removed in 2007. 7 years that thing was there. Yeah, it was there for a while. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, we thought it was a permanent fixture. Dare, dare I call it an eyesore on an otherwise architectural marvel? Um, it is kind of funny that they throw something, just throw a cartoon arm onto a beautiful piece of architecture. Right, it's <laughs> it's crazy. Like, why do that? And then uh, It's not Disney enough for them. My other little historical thing here was that, you know, within, I believe, the last decade or so, they... Uh, did one major update to the ride itself to add interactive touch screens. Um, yeah, worst decision. They yeah, made. we'll we'll definitely get into that because it is definitely oh, worth discussing. Good. I think because I have some thoughts on that. Yeah, and and one thing I do want to be clear about here, um, we're not going to be doing any kind of rating system on the experimental podcast concept of tomorrow. Uh, this no, yeah. is merely an appreciation podcast. We'll get into the negatives, oh, yeah. of course. Um, because it's worth mentioning but i don't we would always just be giving everything great ratings there'd be no point in having a rating system yeah it's like that uh we write dogs twitter we're just gonna give everything at least a 10 exactly (laughs) (laughs) so pointless um so jordan i think we're ready to get into the actual ride experience here i I think we're ready to get started um i'm looking forward to it let's start with the line now the line is not much to speak of as we are aware um it's basically just your typical amusement park line with the sidewinder, you know, metal bars. Yes and no, but I feel like there's kind of a bit of intrigue and excitement going in, right? Because you're kind of all just funneling into the big ball, like what's in the big yes. ball. I mean, we all know what's in the big ball, but I still like to trick myself well, into thinking th- that I was, don't That know. was my big note about the line was try my best not to notice yeah. I'm underneath the giant ball. <laughs> Because it's kind of yeah, terrifying like, if you think about it too much. When is this thing going to fall? <laughs> right. It's, you don't want to think about it too much because it will terrify you. <laughs> yeah. The other the other thing I was going to say here is the the mural when you first walk in. That's a really nice mural. Oh, yeah. What does that look like again? It's um, it's just basically this tableau of the the stories that make up the ride itself. So you have like an astronaut. You have like a caveman. And it's all in this right. one big mural. Um, it's very, very 80s. I think it's this, been the same mural the entire time. Well, it's very uh, retro futurism, right? Ex- exactly. Which is kind of uh, the, the ride as well. Which but, is kind but, of but, the yeah, whole no, park. I, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I um, the murals is, is cool. And then w- once you get inside, it's just sort of this little loading bay area with uh, with the little carts constantly moving. You, you, and they're getting people on there quick. They are, they are getting on there quick. You got to move. You you got to jog to your place, which is why it, it constantly stops. It, <laughs> because, exactly. Anytime I there's mean, someone look, I, a little I, slower moving, they got to pause it to get them on yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very supportive of stopping the ride, obviously, and allowing people with wheelchairs, et cetera, to get on. Um, 
But <laughs> but also it does stop the ride. It a does lot. take the ride. Yeah, it does kind of slow things down a little bit. Well, and, but, and I, but I understand. We can discuss it here because it'll never come up on the experimental podcast concept of tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> Haunted Mansion has a very similar problem. Yeah. Oh, any of those. It's rides supposed do, to be uh, constantly yeah. moving, but you get so many stops during the ride where it kind of. Oh yeah. Plays into the well, story. Same thing. Well, yeah, I'm same thing with the Nemo ride, which we will get into. With that one, we, we will continues. discuss, yeah. and it's a very yeah. yes, th- that's the same yeah. structure. So any any yeah any of those yeah. So I mean I, I get it, but yeah, on a and it depends from point to point. There's variation there, but sometimes yeah, you get stopped five or six times. It's oh like, yeah, it's <laughs> it's rough, and sometimes you wait a while. You're like, wow, either this person's really slow, or there's a legitimate issue with the ride. And they I don't and tell. they don't tell you is the thing. You just <laughs> kind of gotta tell wait you. it out and find out for yourself. Yeah, yeah, that's the fun part, though. <laughs> so you get on in the loading bay, and then it takes you into a dark tunnel. You're surrounded by starlight, uh, and you're ascending through this dark tunnel. And Oh, and Mitch, sharp incline. Very sharp. <laughs> oh I mean, when you, you feel that on your when back. When <laughs> you think about, I mean, what, what I was just talking about, it's 180 feet tall. That's 18 stories. Yeah, so they start you up pretty high right off the bat, because you're... Um, yeah, you're, I mean, what? It's gr- it's greater than 45 degree incline when you say, I mean, it's like 50 plus. Oh, for sure. I would say <laughs> right? maybe it's like yeah. a full on 60 degree angle. It's steep. Like 90 degree, no, but <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, so you, you ascend through this dark tunnel in, you know, lit up by starlight. You get these, uh, I, like 2001 um, Space Mountain type looking like little bars that kind of mm-hmm. you ride through. And that's where your picture gets taken, um, which gets used <laughs> later. Um, you you put in the info right. on the little touch screen. Uh, and we, we can start talking about it at this point. <laughs> it asks you like where you're from and your preferred language. Um, yeah, and who knows where they're storing this information? Well, right. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and then it just kind of is like, all right, we'll see you later. And I'm like, what was this about? <laughs> the, the first time I did it, I was like, well, this is new. I'm not quite sure what we're doing, but okay. Well, okay. So the main, and I know we'll get into it more because it, it's more of an issue on the way back down. So I won't get into it that much, but they removed pieces of the ride for this thing. Like, they literally removed animatronics in favor of this stupid virtual thing. Wait, what animatronics were removed for this? So, I don't know if they did on the way up, but on the way down, at the end of the ride, there used to be all these animatronics that were kind of representing the future, right? And they went and replaced all of it, partly because it was aged, right? So, it didn't quite line up with the future, but they went and replaced it with just a dark environment, and they have you stare at the screen where they show you, you know, what your future ends up being, which is always just this cheeky, stupid thing that <laughs> based yeah. on the inputs you put in, like, it's, it's not, just like, it's not you'll speak French. <laughs> yeah. We all live in the trees. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. But no, that's the biggest disappointment to me for why they switched to that thing, because they actually remove pieces of the ride. Yes. No, I mean, that's. That's unspeakable. I mean, what are we talking about here? That's and I'm almost positive they changed the song at the end too. Like, oh, they definitely it, may have. Um, yeah, the I mean, music just, has actually was, changed yeah. quite a bit on this one over the years. Okay. A lot of changes. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, you know, we get through this steep ascension. When we make it to the top of our ascent, at least for the meantime, we get this, um, all the carts are sort of in a slow curve, but laterally. So no, mm. they're all the same height, but moving in like a slow curve. And then you kind of surround this like panoramic stri- uh, screen like you would have like at the planetarium. Um, and you get this like panoramic video of like a caveman fighting a woolly mammoth. Yeah, um, which that's also newer too. Yes, that yes. Do you remember? I don't quite remember what was there before it, but it was like basically the same thing, just animatronic. Like you, <laughs> like I don't know why they replaced. Like you it. can tell it's like mid two thousand CGI, basically. So it yeah. had to have been somewhere around that time, um, right? And it's you know, it's talking about how for a while basically humans were barely surviving, you know, out in the wilderness hunting for food without any form of communication, uh, which is where this starts to come in as that being the concept, you know, it's sort of a funny way of eliminating millions of years of humanity. (laughs) Um, But it definitely sets the scene for, you know, the starting point of history that we're looking at for the ride. Yes. And I do want to correct you, Mitch. I don't think there's been millions of years of humanity. (laughs) Well, it's been what? 50 to a hundred thousand, I think is the, okay, fair enough. I just, I just, I'm not making fun no, of you. No, I, I just wanted to put a point. But uh, the, um, I think, uh, isn't the beginning of the ride, Judy Dench is like, she does say like, this is a ride through communication, right? Like did they mention it. I think that was something that changed right? with the narration over time. I don't think it was oh, okay. mentioned in the original script, but uh, over time that was something that got added. Because um, I don't, Okay. I, my understanding is that Siemens is not a communications company. They're like a manufacturing company, but they didn't, you know, change the ride to be like a history of technology yeah, or whatever. We should know what Siemens does and we don't. Oh, I mean, <laughs> that's just occurring to me. What do they what do? What is there to know, right? <laughs> it's a funny name. Let's move on. Um, no, but I think this, um, for what the ride is, I think this is a good way to set the scene. And, you know, with this giant panoramic screen, you can sort of see all the other carts that are in the curve, and it really gives you yeah. perspective on the scope of that globe when you're in there. Mm-hmm. Which uh, yeah, it's a nice illumination, yeah. It's and it feels so like just huge and dramatic, and I I like that aspect of it. Oh yeah, no that that's a big reason why this is like easily one of my favorite rides in all of Disney World. Is like I love dark rides. Number one, yeah, oh, of I course, love slow dark rides. Yeah. Two, this is a long dark ride, which is also nice. Oh, yes. I, I don't have this written down in my notes, but I remember seeing it. Ride time of 15 minutes. Hell It is yeah. a 15-minute ride. Can I get a hell yeah? Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, it's like, it's just a nice experience and, like, nice and cool in there. It's why dark rides are always nice. And like you said, nice, like, big open ride like it's just like yes they're never going to make something like this and it's sort of like it sort of alternates between big spaces and small spaces in a way that's cool um yeah but it's all within the same space which is so it's awesome um yeah you know this sets the scene for our starting point here basically judy dench is like we spent all these years barely surviving um and then you know there was this huge change so you enter a cave scene um and we get to discussing early humans communicating through cave drawings. Um, and I believe I saw that the animatronics for the cavemen have, have been updated. I don't think they're the originals. Um, 
But one of the things that's cool that I don't rem- that I actually did not remember um, is that the cave drawings actually come to life and like start dancing around the cave, which is like a oh yeah, that's like a cool, that cool. that's a cool effect. I think I think that's like a yeah. a, a good modern update. Sometimes modern yeah. updates are pointless. Sometimes it actually does actually add something to the ride. And I think that was a cool addition. Yeah. Yeah. And Mitch, I want to make just a quick correction to my original correction of yours as I'm remembering. I I just want to get the facts straight on history. So what I'm remembering is, yeah, I think like Neanderthals and humans are like 50 to 100,000 years out. But all the pre like hominins and like all the stuff leading up to that is millions of years. So you're not. You're not wrong. I just the, the, I don't want you to think the you're missing wrong. link and all that. <laughs> yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. So that's that's millions. So you you were Look, right. Jordan, so, we um, took biology in Tennessee. A lot of that didn't get to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. The only reason I know this is that one archaeology course. Well, I took, so. that's fair. Um, <laughs> you know, I that addition is definitely a nice touch, but I would say for the most part this is one of the less memorable parts of the ride, I would say. Um yeah, it's one of those weird things like why um why did they add it? Like it's just like it's like it does anyone really like did anyone leave the ride being like, you know, my favorite part of that ride was when the cave drawings danced around. Right. <laughs> like, and it's like I mean it's just a weird thing to have to put in there. Ju- yeah. Just the, the caveman part in general, I'm like hey, it just doesn't um stick out as being too memorable to me. Um right, but right. then we go into uh the Egyptians. Um you oh, get yeah. transported to this um like purple sunset with like um it's got like real sand and it's um <laughs> I probably knew this subconsciously, but that area of the ride is actually heated. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I can it's see meant that. to yeah. like portray like a more immersive Middle Eastern environment, basically, which is cool. Yeah, my memory is it's not really a big it's not a big section of the ride, right? No, like it's, it's kind not. of just a corner. You kind of just go through it. You see Cleopatra. Right. And that's about you it, see, right? You see the guy hitting the papyrus with the little hammer thing, and it, and it makes <laughs> yeah. the noise. It goes... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They nailed that noise, yep. <laughs> they did. Um, you know, and it's funny. I was watching the ride through today, um, and... Part of Judy Dench's uh, narration is talking about how the Egyptians invented all these things. Goes through a list and she goes, and unfortunately, taxes. And I was like, you know that joke's hitting with all the dads on the ride. You know that one's a hit. Um, well, it's a dad ride, right? Oh, I mean, dads it's a, love it is to get a out dad of ride. 15 minutes and not do anything. I mean, that is, that is a dad you ride. You don't have to wait in line very long. It's mostly no. AC inside there. It's yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's definitely appealing to the, the primary riders there. <laughs> so what, what we learn from the Egyptians is that um, they invented portable communication through hieroglyphics on papyrus. Um, I found it very funny that they specifically used the word portable communication. Um, and you could tell that that was like an original part of the script because it's kind of ironic that they had the cave drawings in the last one be animated to move around. <laughs> Cause it's like <laughs> the Egyptians invented portable communication. And then in my head, I was like, what about those moving cave drawings? But the cavemen made their stuff dance. <laughs> now that's impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's something I still don't know how to do. <laughs> <laughs> and Jordan, then we get to, 
arguably the most iconic scene of the ride, the Phoenicians. Uh, you know, we we find out the the Phoenicians were a, primarily a trading culture on the seas. They helped eliminate some of the language barriers that they had while trading by inventing the modern Western alphabet. Um, right. And, you know, they show these, like, Phoenician animatronics, like, on the ship, like, teaching people the alphabet. And you've got that yeah. one with, like, that really cheap, like, strap-on beard. Um, <laughs> that Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, exactly. <laughs> beard. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's the classic line uh, of, like, when you remember how easy it is to learn your ABCs, thank the Phoenicians. It's the classic line from the ride. Um, that is. And this, I, I remember as a kid, this ride made me wonder why I'd never heard about the Phoenicians in history class. I truly Did was like, why have I never heard of the Phoenicians? They seem very important. I'm pretty sure we learned about that, Mitch. Not that I remember, certainly. I don't even know where Phoenicians are from. In, in the ride, they just kind of look ger- generally foreign. Do you know where the Phoenicians are? I don't know. Mitch, I'm going to ask something. Is Phoenicia a place? <laughs> I d- no, I don't think so. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> um, wait, wait, wait. Are they from Phoenix? I, you beat me to the joke. I was just about to say, I remembered the Phoenicians are from Phoenix, Arizona. No. Um, yeah, this is one of those things where I was like, as a kid, I was like, oh, I'm like learning new things from this ride because I never would have <laughs> known that. Um, well, that's the big thing about Epcot in general and why we love, one of the reasons we love the park so much, right, is because it's like a learning experience. It is, it's it like, is edutainment. If I've said it once, it, I've said it a thousand times. I think you've just said it once, but hey. I think I've said it other times, <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is like, the, thank the Phoenicians is like one of the classic lines of this ride. It's it's one of those things that makes this ride unique because there are plenty of things that it like go through world history, but this is like one aspect of world history you don't really see anywhere else, which right. I think makes and it a, a line, makes it a fun element. Yeah, and that's a line I use all the time. Not just alphabet, anything really. That's like <laughs> it's my email. Thank the Phoenicians. It's my email signature <laughs> because I'm using the English <laughs> language using that alphabet, and then I say, "P.S. Make sure to thank the Phoenicians for this email." <laughs> The understanding of this email is brought to you by the Phoenicians from Phoenicia. From <laughs> Phoenicia. A Siemens organization. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh that was good. Um, and then we go to the ancient Greeks, who uh, this is actually one element where it doesn't focus as much on the history of communication because it was kind of so important they had to say it uh you know they show the ancient greeks like teaching math in schools and like it's like oh yeah math is also really important (laughs) (laughs) and kind of a form of communication right in a way it kind of fits in um that's another uh that's another scene from the ride i really like they make they they manage to make that part like really like ambient in a way um where you've got like those Mm -hmm. greek pillars where everyone's like standing around Socrates question mark they just make him look like a Greek philosopher type and I and I do have a memory that like the music like the music in there like noticeably changes and it's like I can't explain it but it's it's very Greek yes (laughs) exactly it's it's just you can just kind of feel it um yeah I always conflate this one with the Roman part which is right after partially just because Greek and Roman were so similar anyway. I just confuse those all those two all the time. Yeah but I I personally feel like this one's definitely one of the better stage designs of the ride. Uh, Mm -hmm. When watching the ride through I was very impressed by it. Uh, 
yeah. then and then right after you go to the Romans, uh, where you have like the the guy on the chariot, like the centurion dressed guy, like delivering news to people, like showing the like cultural <laughs> unification with like the whole roads lead to Rome type thing, right? Um, and then it takes a very dark turn. Uh, as we <laughs> as we see the fall of Rome and the burning of the Library of Alexandria, which uh, oh yeah, that's where the the smells come in, right? That which. iconic burning smell. Oh yeah, I want to say it's so classic. I want to say it's bromine. I think that's the burning smell. Is that safe to inhale? <laughs> Doubt it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> they haven't changed it. <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to the Magic Candle Company. Um, pretty much every. Disney World Land whatever themed podcast at some point is sponsored by Magic Candle Company. They are in no way affiliated with Disney, but they make candles scented after different parts of Disney World. Right. So they have one. Have like, you ever smelled one? I have not. I I'm just they're curious. Re- how they're much really they well reviewed. Like okay. Ro- the okay. Rome burning candle that they make. Everyone yeah. swears that it's like smells exactly like it. Um, oh man. But they have one that smells like the Polynesian, like one that smells like the contemporary, one that smells oh, like Pirates it. of the Caribbean. I tell you what I don't want. I don't think they make this because they I'm sure they know there's no demand for it. A candle that smells like Splash Mountain. <laughs> oh God, just stale water. When, when I'm on the ride, <laughs> no it has a very dis- nostalgic smell. But any other time, I do not want to smell that. Yeah, I kind of shiver thinking about it because, like I said, it's that horrible watery smell, and then you're sitting in it. Yes, and we got soaked last time. Remember? Oh my I was, god! I was telling uh, Claire, I was like, "Yeah, you don't really get that wet on this ride. Don't worry." But to be fair, <laughs> but then, like I think you kind of have like a one in don't. four chance because there's that there's that little stream that just hits like one in four. Oh yeah, it's more like well, I think the problem was that it's more like one in two now. Didn't we talk about this? Like they like double. I do. The I do remember like, thinking they <laughs> purposely put more in. Yeah, yeah, and we got obliterated. It was so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. Yeah. But so, in the story of the ride, the library's all burnt down. You know, we we're losing all these written records of everything, um, and then it goes to like these uh, Jewish and Islamic scholars, like recovering the information basically. Um, and I found it very funny because I was like, well, that's one way to just sort of gloss over the Crusades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mitch, they gloss over a lot on this ride. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> I, I just found that so funny. They were like, and then it, they they basically were like, and then the Middle Ages was all about recovering that information and moving on. <laughs> Nothing else <laughs> happened in the Middle Ages. <laughs> And I'm like, I mean, in your narrative of the ride, nothing happened. <laughs> but then we get to, uh, I would say, the next classic scene of the ride, the Renaissance. Oh, yeah. You have uh, everyone's favorite, really. Yeah, you, you start off with the monks like writing every individual Bible by hand, um, and then they get to the to uh, Gutenberg inventing the printing press. Um, you know, they say like information is now able to travel freely around the world, uh, which is great, obviously. Um, right. And then they kind of just do general Renaissance stuff after that. <laughs> it's like it's a guy painting a bowl of fruit. Uh, like, oh, isn't Michelangelo at the end of yes, it? Yes. Like, and you, you, have, you have a guy like uh, doing like a stone sculpture of a woman. And then when you go past up on the ceiling is Michelangelo like up in the in this like scaffolding 
painting the Which, Sistine Chapel. By the way, that painting, totally done. I don't know what he's still painting. It's like <laughs> Every time it's like, dude, you already <laughs> finished the painting. What are you doing up there? What are you doing? Just adding the last touch somewhere? I don't know. <laughs> um, but the music in this part changes again. And you, you, it really helps with the immersion. Like it, even when watching like a YouTube ride through, like I was doing, mm-hmm. yeah. it really just like puts you in whatever point in time they want you to be in, and it, it yeah. it's really effective. Well, they do a good job with the music. No, it's great. Um, yeah. One thing that just occurred, like you're talking about with the uh, the bromine smell, just all these smells they put into all these rides. I just picture now these workers being like the, the bromine's low. Got to fill up the bromine. Getting, getting, I don't know why that just getting emphysema so that I can be excited about that smell <laughs> yeah. and that part of the ride. I don't know if it's yeah, worth guy, it, but yeah, that's a, a quick road to cancer. It sounds like to me, but <laughs> but anyway, the the Michelangelo part's always been one of my favorite parts of the ride because they don't really. It's like one of the only parts where they like use the ceiling. And they like use it so right. perfectly. It's a really cool element. Yeah, no, it's real cool. And then they inexplicably jump ahead like six hundred years, like so far. <laughs> they they then jump to the post Civil War Northern United States. <laughs> right. Again, it, they make it so obvious that it's solely about like the history of mass communication. Well, right. Yeah, I guess nothing really happened in between there. I guess that's kind of sad. <laughs> well, this was the point where you know, like the Industrial Revolution, we got like an industrial printing press so that we could churn stuff out at right. an even higher rate, basically. Because yeah. um, you know, this scene. Remember, like it's like a kid pulling newspapers out of the printing press where it says like the war is over or whatever. <laughs> um. And then in small in small print, if you want it. <laughs> John Lennon gets shot. Oh, wait. That already happened. Yeah, that's at the end of the ride. <laughs> it's really weird to end the ride that way. <laughs> um, and then one of my favorite parts of the ride, uh, it starts transitioning to like this like jazzy ragtime piano type thing. Um, and then they just start really like hitting the gas on the inventions they're like telegraph radio movies <laughs> telephones television all the way up to the moon landing being televised i'm yeah. like we just went through like a hundred years in 30 seconds <laughs> yeah. well i mean I, I you know like we said a lot happened in that time but yeah they really do kind of just skim you know i would have liked a separate stage for each one like right yeah like, like alexander graham bell making the first call or something i don't know yeah um, i don't care if it makes the ride 10 minutes longer that's what i want yeah i mean <laughs> look the longer the better that's all i'm gonna yeah, say that's what i'm saying um, yeah if it took all day and i spent my entire day at epcot in spaceship earth i wouldn't hate it mitch <laughs> this section is what felt like um like quintessential like disney world theming to me because, you know, like like Main Street at Magic Kingdom or like Carousel of Progress, great movie ride, all that kind of stuff is right. just kind of like 20s themed. <laughs> it's like, but in like a <laughs> yeah. good way. Because um, Walt liked the 20s. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it reminded me also of uh, the streets of old Milwaukee at the Milwaukee Public Museum. Right. That section of, yeah, that's cool little of section. the museum. By the way, if you want a Spaceship Earth-like experience... Go to the Milwaukee Public Museum. It, seriously, I get I love that museum. I get like the exact same vibe from the public museum as I do when I'm in Epcot. Like Yeah, like literally the only difference is I have to walk it. 
Like, right, exactly. <laughs> Rather than it all being on one ride, I just have to walk around. Um, oh, but Mitch, do you go? Do you go and push that secret button and make the the rattlesnake rattle? Oh man, give me a break! What a f- good time! It's such a fun museum. <laughs> all the people like, who press that button. <laughs> um, and then we start sort of getting into the outro of the ride. Um, you know, we've just seen the moon landing televised, which, I mean, <laughs> I think I think we all know what really went on there, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I will say that's why they that's why they didn't take us to the actual event. <laughs> now, here's the thing: I do get that it's very insulting to talk about the moon landing, maybe not being real, but also, you mean to tell me you can watch 2001 a year before the moon landing came out and not think it's even a little bit plausible that Kubrick filmed that? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not going to dignify this bitch, but <laughs> but the thing is, um, I would have thought it was more enjoyable. Like, I know they like, they, because it's communication, I get it. We had to watch it on the TV with the family. Right. Why not take us to the moon, <laughs> right? We're, we're basically already How inside awesome would that the moon. Been? Like, just yeah, turn, We're yeah. basically in the moon. How cool would that have been to like, they do the animatronics for like the astronauts are kind of slowly moving, jumping up and down planting the flag like how cool would that have been i i actually 100 percent agree that would be a really cool oh, addition wait. to the ride what would have been even cooler is if we see it on the screen and then they move us kind of to the other side of this television wall and we're seeing it live like <laughs> why why are we not imagineers i think that's the main that's question that's what we here, should right? have been because that would have made it so much better oh that's such a good idea <laughs> i know how cool would that be oh man <laughs> um okay so then we kind of we get to the modern age, at least at the point where the the ride was created. Right. So we get to 1982. Right. Which which makes it like <laughs> kind of a fun time machine. I like that element of it that it's like not really brought up to date, but it like right. you know what I mean. Um, yeah. So and then you get to the point where uh, you're inside that supercomputer, uh, and you get right. that super badass black computer lady. Like that's it. <laughs> She is an all-time great animatronic, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, she's just out there being like, "Yeah, I'm a black lady with an afro in the '70s working on a supercomputer. What are you <laughs> gonna do right. about it?" And I'm like, "You're damn right, badass black computer lady. <laughs> we should all strive to be you." I like it. I like. It. I like. Yeah, the the fro's great. Um, I'm glad they haven't changed that at all. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't. I mean, look, as a white person, I can't say this for sure, but I would imagine it's not offensive, right? No, no, I don't think so. I think so. it's culturally I mean, accurate that an a- the afro was a popular hairstyle at the point at that point in time, and it's also showing Yeah, exactly. It's also showing a black woman working in a science field. That's awesome. Oh yeah, no, that that was definitely good and progressive back then. That's good now. Um Again, the afro's outdated. I don't see much of that anymore, but well, I, right. I don't think uh um, but and then but it nothing wrong with and it. And then it takes you to uh, a garage in California where you see the back <laughs> yeah. of a Steve Jobs slash Bill Gates type, but they do not specifically <laughs> yeah. say them by name because it's too recent in time that they would have to pay them, which they didn't want to do. Well, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's Bill Gates, right? Because there's actually like coding going on, right? I don't think Steve Jobs did a whole lot. Well, but Steve Jobs <laughs> like, liked to pretend that he was. Yeah, you know, also he was an idea guy, which I mean, Bill Gates was too. But Bill Gates was also like 
really good at like yes no 100 percent like computer programming and software so yeah um, my, but then, my you money's know, on bill gates but. at the time that this ride was made that was pretty much the most recent innovation was the home computer so they were like right that was like the most recent thing in there was the personal computer which i, right. I like so wait, that that's so, kind of where it stops i like it there and, and let's just let's i guess the new ride still has a lot of those lights Yes. No, I even think they got rid of some of the lights, to be honest, because you start going backwards, right? Well, we're not quite there yet. Oh, okay. Because you, when you get... Well, I'll hold off a second. Yeah, so when when you get inside the supercomputer, you start ascending again. Um, It's it's a much slighter ascension, um, but a little bit into the way of the ascension, you get the the home computer, like on the left side, I think. Yeah. and then you sort of g- start going into like a dark tunnel with all these ones and zeros above you on the ceiling. Um, Why don't I remember that? Uh, that's a newer addition. Is like it? the okay. little ones and yeah, zeros. Yeah. Um, have much of memory on that. Okay. But then you continue ascending. And then when you get to the top, you, it's basically this huge like planetarium looking thing again with all these stars and stuff giving you like a little outro dialogue oh yeah how could i forget yeah this? that's this is like the climax of the ride right they're talking about like all these years of human history leading to this point and blah 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 um and it really wraps up the ride very nicely i really like yeah. that well you, well you see earth too right and you see earth like from space yeah, yeah i mean it's great you see earth you're in space you are orbiting earth as we speak i i believe <laughs> the in the universe of the ride, you're like in a spaceship and a time machine at the same time. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the laws of whatever's going on don't quite add up, but it's pretty cool because, yeah, you end up orbiting Earth. It's a nice, clear picture of Earth. I mean, you're... Yes. You're, it's really cool, right? And you're at the very top of that ball, of the Epcot ball. And so uh, it's... As, a, as a kid... with As being a child who was a little bit scared of the dark, a little bit claustrophobic... And was a little bit scared of the ride basically getting to go at its own pace. This was the part of the ride that scared me a little bit because then you start doing <laughs> the steep descent down. You rotate 180 degrees and you're descending backwards. Right. Mitch, quick side note on a kid being scared at Epcot. Um, I have a vivid memory of um, being <clears throat> probably, I don't know how old I was, six or seven. And going on body wars with uh, dad. Oh yeah, and and him telling me that we were actually gonna like go microscopic into this person's bloodstream, and I believed it. I mean, of course you did. You were like six. <laughs> I remember being terrified, just being like, "Whoa, that would be terrifying." <laughs> okay. So I understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I remember just being like dark. You're like going steeply downhill very slowly. And then sometimes they oh, would yeah, stop again, that... during the downhill, which is like awful. Oh, and, and would you feel that on your back? And that's what, that's what we were talking about earlier with the incline, the decline just as oh, much. Oh, yeah. Maybe even Oh, more. yeah. I think it's even more because um, you're getting down to the end there. So, I mean, it's it's. And then on the downhill, um, they don't really let you just sort of enjoy that. <laughs> they 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 make you do like the little touchscreen questionnaire. This is the problem now. Yeah, this is the problem. So they used to let you enjoy it a lot. Used to go down. There used to be all these cool lights, like astronauts and all this other like futuristic stuff hanging from the ceiling as you went back. Right. Um, I I should look up like an older. I wonder if someone filmed like an older ride along or something because like 
it's it was so much better but now like you said they basically just make it all dark and you're on this touch screen yeah it's that they throw some garbage terrible. what your future is going to be like you're riding on a jetpack and they got like the cut out of your face yeah and it's like <laughs> oh like, you're you're swimming in the ocean it's like i don't you yeah, <laughs> can do that now <laughs> Yeah, like the three things you input, they use very explicitly. And they, yeah, right, exactly. Um, they didn't make that many combinations of futures, so it's just not very right, <laughs> good. Right, and then, you know, once we once you get back to the bottom, um, you exit, and then you go to the post-ride area. Now... And again, you have to haul ass to get out yes, of there. Yes, you do. You have to really move. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, in the post-ride area, from, from 82 to 94, it was called Earth Station, which, for the ride, great name, I gotta say. Pretty cool. But, I yeah, I don't remember that. It, yeah. This is where the Epcot guest relations used to be, was in the post-ride area of this oh, ride. Okay. And it used to just basically be a projector screen um, with different, like, visual previews of future Epcot attractions, um, which is kind of <laughs> cool. I, would, I wouldn't mind having that now, to be honest. Um, that is cool. And then 94 to 04, it was called the Global Neighborhood. Uh, it was basically the exact same thing, but um, it was like a redesign for the AT&T sponsorship. Now, I would have thought I would have remembered that, but I don't remember that. Yeah, well. And huh. then the remainder of it was Project Tomorrow, uh, which is like this yeah. big room with all these different interactive exhibits and... Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna knock this too hard because it's clearly just like for kids to waste some time after the ride, like get a little <laughs> bit of energy out since they had to sit for 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> I I personally yeah, kids don't love right. the ride. I, I really never got too much out of this <laughs> part of the thing anyway. Um, I yeah. gotta say though, I've always liked this ride. I don't get why this is like. I get why kids don't like it, at least to an extent. But why did we like it so much? Because <laughs> I, like I said, this is like, Mitch, this is like top three. It's for me. like it's I don't know there why for it's so sure, high, but it's um, it is up there. Like, I mean, was it always was it because it. we were losers? <laughs> I, Mitch, that's probably the case. But let's pretend like it's not. Now, <laughs> one other thing I want to get into here before we get some final thoughts about the ride as it is today is the VIP lounge. Um, now I got to say just right off the bat getting into an epcot vip lounge is like personal goal of mine um just a bunch of robot strippers walking right (laughs) um is formerly for employees of whoever the sponsoring company was at the time uh and you could just go and like it was like a little like relaxation area um sometimes used as like a reception area for events if like that company Mm -hmm. was holding like a corporate thing um, yeah. but now that there's no sponsor, it's just owned by Disney. Um, I don't really know how you can get into it at this point because just work for, Disney. I don't know. That's <laughs> the thing. Like there's no sponsoring company. So I'm curious, right? I, yeah. I'm going to have to look into that. I got to say, <laughs> I'd love to get in there. Yeah. I've talked about that too. I thought one of company I work for was a sponsor for one of the rides once. I think it turned out maybe they used to be, but I wanted to get in one cause there's other VIP lounges, right? Just some of these oh, sponsorships. Yes. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and I, I want to get in on that, man. I wonder if Living with the Land has a Chiquita VIP lounge. <laughs> um, I, I think... I, I think I, Wait, when did they stop? It's not Monsanto anymore, is it? No, I think it's Chiquita. I think they changed it. Right. Um, okay. Which, Chiquita's not any better. I think we discussed this last time we were at Epcot <laughs> that they basically employ like slave labor in Central America, but... Um, <laughs> 
Probably not the best people hanging out in that VIP lounge. <laughs> yeah, they, that's about right. Um, so, Jordan, before we get into to the future of the ride a little bit, I want to uh, give us a little bit of a chance here to sort of just discuss our overarching thoughts on the attraction as a whole. Um, again, we're not doing any sort of rating here, but just sort of your final thoughts. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, this is probably... I mean, maybe if I really went and thought about every single Disney ride, it's maybe not top three, but it's at least got to be top five for me because I've always loved this ride. I love a good, long, cool, dark ride. And boy, does this hit the spot because it's uh, it's really cool. I love all the animatronics. Um, I have been disappointed with some of the recent updates, like a lot of things. I just think some of the updates Disney's made with the with that type of technology and like eliminating animatronics and stuff, I never really... I don't love that to be honest, but so so be it. It's cheaper. Whatever. Well, I I think uh, on that note, they they really need to take a look at how much people complain about Universal's use of screens on rides, because um, yeah. they get outdated so fast. Yeah, and I but but Disney's headed that way because like um, the uh, Avatar ride so popular, and I love that ride. Don't get me wrong, but it's like. The uh, the new Star Wars rides the same well, whatever, way and uh, whatever Disney's doing with their screen rides they've managed to improve the longevity because I mean look at like um like look at Soren for example um right. I would say that hasn't really that's aged well you know yeah it's not bad yeah but it is kind of like it's kind of like an aging Avatar now right yes like it's not for sure anywhere near as cool as Avatar <laughs> like and so but no this uh, Spaceship Earth um, it's the first thing you really, other than the weird mural of people's faces, um, it's a, um, it's the first thing you see. And I always, you know, a lot of times I wait just for the, the line tends to go down throughout the day, but, but you know, it's like, I always want to ride it like right away. Cause it's just such like, I guess it's a nostalgic memory. So to oh, speak, a- but, absolutely. Uh, and that's, that's, that's yeah. really my overarching thought as well is that it's just like such a, it's like when you're on that, when you see the giant globe and you get in there, like that's how you know, like you're in Epcot now. Like that's when it really hits you, right? When you're when you're in the globe, and it's like it's such a great way to start off your day. Like it's just such a it's such a good it's such a good ride. I mean, they really the the animatronics that are still there are great. I mean, they, I think they the outdatedness of the ride, I think, really. I bet there was about a decade there where it was not working in its favor, but I think it has since turned around to be back in its favor, at least in my opinion. I think, I think yeah. a lot of Epcot's charm uh, comes in the fact that it was how they saw the future in 1982. And I think that's a cool, like right. even if that's like an accidental theme, that's a cool theme. Um, yeah. But I mean, on yeah, on that note, I mean, with the future of the ride here, um, at D23 this year on August 25th, they announced that big changes are going to be coming to Epcot as a whole. Um, they're right. not doing a lot with uh, World Showcase. Now, they are adding a Mary Poppins attraction in the UK Pavilion, and they are adding the trackless Ratatouille ride from Disneyland Paris into the French Pavilion. Okay, so I do remember hearing about the Ratatouille ride. What on earth does trackless mean? Is this boat ride? No, um, it's on. It's like on a flat surface, but it's all um, the 
uh, motion, the path of the carts is all uh, by Wi-Fi. Well, what are you talking about? Right so <laughs> go, go watch a ride through of this later because it's you can watch it on YouTube. Trackless rides are the thing now. It's it's just a it's an isolated cart. It's not connected to the other carts. It's not connected to anything on the ground, but it moves in the okay. specific but designated the, okay. path that's been set up for it. Uh, okay, because it kind of has like a, a GPS location, and it kind of specifies its own right path exactly by an internet. And connection. I have okay. yet to do a trackless ride, but my understanding is that yeah, the smoothness of it for dark rides oh, is yeah, incredible. Oh man, I bet that's yeah. Cool. And yeah. the ride, the ride two we ride. You are rat sized, like going through the kitchen. It's very cool. That is terrifying. But it's a, <laughs> I don't know how they pull that off. It's it's, <laughs> it's a very it's gonna be a very fun ride to have in Epcot. But so wait, what is uh what is this Mary Poppins attraction? Is this a ride too, or is this some stupid? I think uh, it's a ride. I don't know the exact details of it yet. I haven't okay. looked into it too much. Um, but I my understanding is that it is a ride of some kind. Okay. But okay. um, so Future World are where the big changes are coming. Um, right. You know the. The Wonders of Life Pavilion has been empty for however long. Um, the God, the Energy yeah. Pavilion, um, Horizons, all that stuff's just been empty. Um, yeah. And so they're kind of um, dividing up. It's not going to be called Future World anymore. It's going to be divided up into three quote-unquote neighborhoods. Um, the seas is still going to be there. The land is still going to be there. Um, Good. Yeah, they're keeping that. Test track, obviously, still going to be there. Mission space, still going to be there. Um, Why would they not get rid of mission space? I mean, that's crazy to me. That's a discussion that's for another honestly time. But anger, it's, me, anger it's wild. Because no one rides that I ride. Can, I, I don't know if they're <laughs> even making any changes to it, which is, I can't imagine why. Well, they made a change to like make it like a like a, a softer Well, yeah, they, portion, they, they right, included but... the version of the ride that doesn't kill people. So they at least there's move. that. Um <laughs> <laughs> but so now there is going to be split up in like three different neighborhoods. Most of the attractions that are in future world now are staying and they're sort of just redesigning the structure of it. So there's a lot of the stuff in between they're getting rid of and things like that. And they are changing spaceship earth now. Oh no. I'm on the fence because they're so far. They've been pretty vague about what it's going to look like. And what are they saying? So it's going to be part of the World Celebration neighborhood. I don't know what that means yet. Um, <laughs> it's going to be updated with a new narrative um, about the human experience and the art of storytelling. Um, there's going to be an ethereal, quote-unquote, story light uh, that guides you through the attraction. Now, uh, that's that's the thing. It, I'm nervous. I think... I think <laughs> They could definitely use elements of the ride in that concept, depending on what route they take with it. They could, but they could also just tear everything out and make a weird story about just the art of like storytelling that's going to lead into Walt Disney with Mickey Mouse writing his cartoons. Like, <laughs> which, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, it's not what Walt would have wanted or whatever. Walt Disney's <laughs> been dead for like what forty years. I'm not concerned with that. Uh, probably more like, but Walt wouldn't want this. <laughs> but. If they make a ride that's about like Disney animation storytelling and like put Walt Disney <laughs> in it, that's going to be so irritating. Well, they're already basically making that ride, right? In uh, Hollywood Studios, it's like a history of Mickey. Are they still doing no, that? No, so that it's not a history of Mickey. Um, 
it's a Mickey and Minnie like dark ride. Um, that like, it, oh. it, but it like moves a little faster than a dark ride, and it's like an original story. But the visuals are like in the classic Mickey Mouse cartoon animation. I've actually heard that ride's really cool. I'm excited to see that. It, it's out. It, it's there's a lot of details out about it, but it's not oh, it's okay. not open yet. Cool. But again, the the route they're looking to take with this, it I'm gonna try to keep an open mind until more specifics come out. Because it's very vague right now. It's very vague and, and a little scary. Um tell you what, Mitch, it'd be cool if um one day they added a couple animatronics of uh you and I um podcasting towards the end. I think that's a that's a form now, of see, communication. I think that would be a good yeah. addition to the ride. I think that that's a worthy add-on. I mean, maybe right? maybe and not. I mean, if we're the Epcot guys, you know, maybe not us. I, I'd be I'd love it if it was, but you know, maybe it's a Mark Marin in his garage or whatever. I don't. I mean, uh, <laughs> look, it, whatever they got to do. I mean, yeah, no, I I like that. I'd like WTF. Don't get me wrong, but hey, we're the Epcot guys, right? I mean, we could be the Epcot. We guys. are the Epcot guys. We are the Epcot. Guys. That's official now. And we are we are the experimental podcast. For uh, what was it? The experimental <laughs> podcast concept of tomorrow. Right, that is us. So if they're going to put in any two podcasters, it ought to be you and me. <laughs> Skype, like this is double communication, right? Not only are we providing a um, a podcast to spread to the masses, we are doing it over Skype. Look, <laughs> so that's that's a double hit, right? I hit mean, us up, on. Epcot. That that right there. Come on, there, come on Epcot. <laughs> so we got to at Epcot when this comes nah, out. That, that's the thing. I definitely <laughs> have reservations, but I think if they try to stay true to what Epcot's about, I'll like it. I... If they if they try to get too cutesy Disney with it, that might not be great. Well, you know, Disney's all about um, their their IP now, right? So I get real worried about. Any big changes to a ride, they go and replace it with their IP. Right. Concerns me. It's a concern for sure. Yeah. Um, now, I will say one thing that I think is going to be a good change for this ride is that they are changing the post-ride area. Uh, oh, okay. It's going to be a new exit called Dreamer's Point. Um, it's going to have this little elevated area that gives you a panoramic view of the entire park, which that sounds very cool, I will say. Cool, yeah. It has a. It's gonna have like this lush garden, uh, an interactive fountain, and then a, a statue of Walt. So we'll see <laughs> if that statue of Walt is any indication of what we're looking for here. Oh, that's that makes me more nervous. <laughs> I don't disagree. Is um, it thin mustached Walt or <laughs> thick mustached Walt? <laughs> that was thin mustached Walt. <laughs> this is thick mustached Walt. Um, no, but I mean this. I think we're in agreement here. This ride has a, a rich storied history and the more of it they keep, the better I, I'm all for improvements. Certainly. Yeah. But I think there's a lot that they could keep that wouldn't, you know, that could stay not outdated. Cause I, I think their I think their big idea moving forward is like, all right, we want to make it feel like the future again, which I totally get right to me. The outside of the Epcot ball a hundred percent is still future. Like that's that's as future as future can get. Yeah, I mean figment. Come on. <laughs> Look, I I'm gonna say right now, they have not yet 
explicitly stated what the fate of Journey into Imagination is. Oh man, you know they I, might be scrapping it entirely. People were people have given a lot of backlash to that ride in recent years. So it's you know I, know, I mean, it's never been one of my favorites to be honest. And they've made a lot of changes over the past. Like the original one, I remember as a kid was a lot better. And then they added the weird thing with all the the smells and the pitch black train, oh, and right? The, just the right. weird lab tests that guy's running. <laughs> like, we yeah, don't seem, uh, I don't know who he's funded by to get that to happen, but I mean. Now, look, I one thing I will say about the future of Epcot, now it's, it, this is going to be going into Tomorrowland, but if they just, I, I think eventually it's going into Tomorrowland, I don't know when. If they replaced Mission Space with the Tron ride that is in Shanghai Disney, oh, that, yeah. that is how you do Epcot with IP. That is is what Epcot does. <laughs> that is what it that, should be. That's that's Epcot right yeah, there. Yeah, and but it's un, it's unfortunate cuz yeah, I am pretty sure it's going into Magic Kingdom, but um I think it's going into Tomorrowland, and, which and, I mean Tomorrowland could use some updates, so I get it. And they couldn't they can't build the um they'd have to completely tear down Mission Space cuz I think the, yes. the Tron ride requires a pretty big area, right? It is. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. But hey, throw that in the center of that area there instead of Mission Space. Baby, you got a stew going. <laughs> A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> Come on. Um, you know, Jordan, I think we're pretty much wrapping up for the week here. I think, I think we've, you know, really gotten into what we set out to do this week by discussing Spaceship Earth. Um, and I will say, if those of you out there who listen to the podcast maybe weren't super into this one. Don't tell us. <laughs> don't tell us because we really enjoyed it. Um I don't necessarily want to hear that you didn't enjoy it. Um, pers- and I'm sorry, I, but that's just how it is sometimes. That's how we feel. And in this particular instance, we don't really care what your opinion is. So, <laughs> you know, once we get the votes out there about all the pilots, we'll see how you feel, of course. And um, we may get to the point where we start making some executive decisions. I will say that. I'm not afraid um, to lay the hammer down, Mitch. Um, neither am I. This is something we're passionate about. And uh, ultimately, we're the ones creating the podcast and they're just listening. So, yeah. So if, if it gets to the point where they don't like our ideas and we really like them, we may just do it. They can kick rocks. <laughs> they can kick rocks, Jordan. You are right. <laughs> now, on that note, uh, go please rate, review and subscribe <laughs> wherever you get your podcast. Hey, uh, be nice please, to us. <laughs> and please be nice to us and tell your friends about us. Um, you know, get, go get somebody that, uh, that likes Disney parks as much as us to come listen to this. Cause they would enjoy it. Have them right. <laughs> we are, uh, we are at any ideas podcast on Twitter. Uh, it is any ideas on Facebook and the any ideas pod at gmail.com. No polls the next two weeks. Uh, we're actually going to be doing two pilots in a row. Um, because last week of October, we've got something a little special planned. Uh, so we got, a do a couple of pilots in a row to sort of make up for it. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Um, the theme, uh, this week is the theme to interventions. Uh, so go check that out, I guess. Um, play that thing on a loop guys. I wanted to be disappointed. I wanted to do a whole podcast about it. So of course (laughs) that's going to be the theme this week, but it can Um, be an episode at least. And until next week, remember to thank the Phoenicians. Thank you.